0: There's a snap, handoff Richardson, swallowed up. Ball's loose, rolling around in the end zone. Who got it? It's either a touchdown or a safety. It's a safety.
1: Snap is back to Turk, kick is away. High booming (laughs) punt. It is fielded at the eight. Ball's loose, ball's
0: low and around. It's in the end zone. It's picked up, touchdown. Justin Broyles, touchdown.
2: You're sitting in the press box with Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas. Follow them on Twitter at Ed Graney and Bischoff underscore Tyler.
3: Ed, do you think we're going to get some new teams in oh. the college football playoff? I
2: certainly hope so.
3: All right. I certainly hope so. We are going into conference championship week. Clemson, Ohio State, and Oklahoma. None of Done. them are going to play for their conference title. Clemson hasn't been very good all year. Oklahoma lost a big game to Oklahoma state to knock them out of the big 12 championship picture and Ohio state lost to Michigan. So your matchups Pittsburgh and wake forest. uh, That means nothing. Iowa and Michigan, Michigan. Essentially. We haven't seen the college football playoff rankings yet, but Michigan essentially, if they beat Iowa is going to be in the playoff. Baylor and Oklahoma State, Oklahoma State. This is the interesting one. They're on the outside looking in coming into last week, but they picked up a top 10 win. They're going to have another opportunity against Baylor. That might be a win and end game for Oklahoma State. Oregon and Utah, probably neither team is making the playoff. And then Alabama and Georgia is fascinating uh, based on Georgia likely being in even with a loss. And Alabama, eh, what happens if they win that game? But you've got quite a few matchups here that are going to determine the college football playoff. And none of them are the big names. So before championship weekend actually starts, who do you think uh, the top four will or should be?
2: I think it will be Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Alabama. Um, here's the thing. I'll, I'll, I'll qualify for this because if Oklahoma State can beat Oklahoma and Baylor in the same, in, within one week, I think they need to be in. Those are two top ten teams. I don't know if it will be because the flag will be flying outside the house and the (laughs) Bears are going to screw everything up because they're going to beat Oklahoma State. I think Iowa's in play here. I think everyone's, you know, it's the emotion of beating Ohio State and what that meant to all those kids uh, and to try to turn it around now and get within. And, you know, I mean, they should win. They're better offensively. They should outscore Iowa. I'm looking at that, though, as maybe an in play. Baylor, I think, lost to Oklahoma State earlier in the year. It wasn't by much, though, and I think it was in Stillwater. Um, Oregon, Utah doesn't mean anything. I think the key is Alabama, Georgia. If Oklahoma State wins, you can't put a two-loss Alabama in before. them. You just can't do that. They've they will have beaten two top ten teams in a week. So uh, they, you don't think they can? I don't think they would. <laughs> they've done can, it before. Can I don't know if they've done two losses. Have they done two losses with Bama? They did it when Bama didn't win the SEC championship.
3: Right, and they, they I remember LSU that. got into the when we only had two teams. LSU got in with two losses. Um, all right. The Alabama Georgia game, I think, is the most interesting because if Georgia loses a close game to Alabama, Georgia's is still in, right?
2: I think Georgia's in no matter
3: what. They've been number they have no one the entire time. They've yes. been unbelievable. Yeah. I think Georgia's and in no matter what. Alabama's been a top four team the whole time. So you're telling me that if Georgia loses to a top four team, and again, relatively close game. They're falling all the way from one down to five. I would have, I don't no. heart seeing that. And if and here's the thing, if Alabama beats Georgia, I think they're both in Alabama's in. So that's the interesting one, because if, if Georgia wins, Alabama's out, unless a whole bunch of other teams right. lose too. obviously if everybody else also loses, Alabama's got a, they've got a path back in, but if Oklahoma state wins, if Michigan wins and if Cincinnati wins and Georgia wins,
2: I, I think that's your top
3: four. Out. Yeah. If those four teams win, I think that's your top four. The question is, what happens if Alabama beats Georgia? Does the SEC get both of those teams in? I do believe that. I think so, too. And then, who's left out? Is it Oklahoma State, even if they beat Baylor? Or does that win put Oklahoma State in ahead of a Cincinnati? Does Cincinnati end up getting screwed out of
2: that? That's the most interesting point. If Michigan wins and Alabama wins, that's three of them. Because I think Alabama and Georgia are in. The most interesting point is, would they explain away not letting Cincinnati in if they beat Houston. And I don't know if that's an automatic either. Uh, if Oklahoma State can beat two top 10 teams in a week, I could see them explaining it away that yeah. way take an Oklahoma State.
3: Now, the other interesting part, obviously, is if Oklahoma State loses to Baylor, Michigan loses to Iowa. And we'll just say Georgia beats Alabama. Who the hell's going to the college football playoff Notre at Dame. that point? Yeah, I mean, Notre Dame's sitting out there. Just They've basically been lurking the entire time. And they've been time. blowing teams out. Right. There's a legitimate chance Notre Dame's in if yes. those things happen. If you get an Iowa upset win over Michigan and a um, Oklahoma State loss to Baylor.
2: Yes. Notre Dame could get in.
3: Yeah. You're looking around saying, all right, who... What happens there? Because now you don't have here if Oklahoma State wins, if Michigan wins, if Georgia wins, if Cincinnati wins, I think that's your four. There's a pretty clear cut. Those are four deserving teams or whatever. They won their conference championships, they're all on zero or one losses. But if like Baylor's a Big Ten champion, if Iowa's or Big Twelve and Iowa's a Big Ten champion, now you start talking about oh, okay, does Baylor have a path in if they beat Oklahoma Mm -hmm. State? I don't know. I don't think Iowa has a path in. I don't think so. So it's it's fascinating because what if we, like, we we always see the criteria from the college football playoff. One of them always is conference champion. Yes. That's one of yes. the criterias. Now, again, they sort of use whatever they want to use. To get their four teams in, sure. But, like, if, all, if our conference champions, if we're looking around and Iowa's a conference champion and Baylor's a conference champion, like, I think it's pretty easy to see Notre Dame sneaking in there. Especially oh, if so. Cincinnati, Shoot me win. in the head. If I win, Baylor wins. I think Notre Dame gets in. Yeah. And, yeah, it is, it is like, again, it's going to be a fun weekend for conference championships because of the implications it has. Now, let me ask you this question. College football playoff expansion, we assume, is coming. It looked like it was coming. And then the SEC was like, hey, let's take Texas and Oklahoma. And everybody said, hold on one second. We just saw... Ohio State and Michigan effectively play an elimination game, Mm -hmm. right? We saw Oklahoma and Oklahoma State essentially play Play an elimination elimination game. Alabama almost got eliminated by a bad team in Auburn. We're about to have conference championship weekend where we could have complete chaos, right? Or you could have teams simply win their way in with Michigan and Oklahoma State and potentially Cincinnati and Alabama. Put them in that list, too. Teams that could win their way in effectively with wins. Does the drama of the last weekend of college football regular season and the drama we're about to have of the conference championship weekend, does that at all make you sit back and say, you know what? We don't actually need expansion because it's going to ruin these last two weeks because who cares if Ohio State lost to Michigan? They're both probably going into a 12-team playoff. Not if I'm a TV executive.
2: If I'm a TV executive, I want as many games as possible for the sponsorships and for the games. I understand what you're saying. I still think it's going to go to eight. I think they're going to expand it to eight because I think TV wants eight and TV rules the day. And I think that when the next contracts are up, they're going to say we want more games, we want more teams. It means more money. It means more sponsorships. I don't know. I mean, one versus eight right now could be, I I mean, you, you, could, you could put back in a few of these teams that were limited. You could put it back in Ohio State. So you could have Georgia and right. Ohio State as a 1-8 game. They
3: would take that. They would want that. So, but you say TV executives, and that's part of the conversation here. If the college football playoff expands – If ESPN has all of the games, Fox doesn't want expansion. If that's a big if though, that's, but that's been part of the conversation that they're going to get all the games. And so, because here's the thing, if you're Fox and if ESPN has all the playoff games, Fox was broadcasting Michigan, Ohio state. Yeah. If you're Fox and there's eight or 12 teams that are in this year, your biggest, like that's the biggest college football game that Fox has had all year. It means nothing. Because both those teams are going to the college football playoffs. So what power, though, if the CFP, if the, if the committee
2: agrees that they should expand because it's more money for everyone and ESPN's going to get all the games and pay a fortune, it's almost, I don't even know what it'd be. Would it be what the, what the CBS plays for the NCAA tournament? I have no idea. Football is, is a huge, huge deal. I guess my question is if ESPN steps up with that kind of money to the CFP, what power does Fox have? We won't, we won't
3: broadcast college football in the future? Well, I think part of that is – I think part of the conversation is Fox gets games. I think part of the conversation is that ESPN doesn't get them all. I think that's part of the problem of expanding is, okay, how do we break this up with our television partners where – because, again, if you're Fox and CBS, like, if you're CBS, you've got – are they losing the SEC? Whatever. They've got all the SEC games. But you're basically saying, hey, Alabama-Auburn, this means something because if Auburn wins here, Alabama's Alabama's season is done. Right. Right? But all of a sudden, if there's 12 teams in Alabama can lose to Auburn and CBS doesn't have a game that means anything. People are still going to watch because it's the Iron Bowl, but it doesn't you're not sitting. I mean, we were watching in the media room after UNLV. We're probably right. not watching that in the media room after UNLV. If there's 12 teams in because I think we were watching it when Kevin Kruger was trying to speak. He was. Us he was. They were, <laughs> we were going
2: to Alabama Auburn. going What's for two and triple here?
3: overtime. So like, it's just part of college football is that the regular season matters right and you can argue that it doesn't because a team like Cincinnati might go undefeated and and miss out completely right, right. that might happen and the regular season doesn't matter for every team but we get terrific end of the season and if that changes do we still have the best end of season that we see in college sports right like instead i guess we're talking about teams that are ranked in that 9 to 15 range right. and, and are there who, who can get right. in it who can get in at 8 so you're changing the conversation from Michigan-Ohio State's important to, like, Ole Miss-Mississippi State's important because if well, Ole Miss loses to Mississippi State, they fall out And I don't know if you'd the have the point. drama of 10 versus 11. Right, Let's exactly. Let's say they're playing each other. Now, I will say I still want the playoff because – You want the expansion or you want the playoff? I, I, mean, I want it, the expansion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want more teams. I and want it, it to be 8 or 12, right? right? Because, to use Ole Miss as an example, if they if there's 12 teams in the college football playoff, Ole Miss is in the college football playoff this year. There are more teams that you can look at and say, oh, wow, we found our way in. Now it's unlikely that you're going to win three games in a row. But, hey, Ole Miss rips off three straight wins. Ole Miss is the national champion. And there are are, going to be more teams that are looking towards the last three to four weeks saying, hey, we can do this. Because if you take 12, if you're ranked 20th with three weeks to go, you're looking around saying, well, hell, we can get to 12. If we went out, we're in the top 12. So I think – I want it because yes, we're not going to have Michigan and Ohio State might not be as important because it was an elimination game, but we're going to have more important games. Oh, because, I definitely want I won eight. Right. Oh, well, at the minimum I won eight. Because there are going to be more teams that are going to say, well, we we can get to twelve, right? We can if we win our last three games, we're t- we're top twelve, right. no doubt about it. A lot of teams are gonna not do that. But I, I want it because it's gonna increase the pool of teams that are still playing for more than just, hey, We're going to a bowl game, right? It's it's more than that if you have teams that are in there. Granted, Ohio State-Michigan doesn't mean as much because they're both in if there's 12, but there's more teams that matter, more teams that count towards the end of the year and ultimately get blown out by Georgia, which I think is the funny part in all of this. I think Georgia wins every game they play the rest of the year by three touchdowns.
2: (laughs) Well, you can't score against them.
3: (laughs) I mean, if Alabama needed a 99-yard drive from Bryce Young just to tie it, what are they going to do against Georgia's defense? I almost think if you just said, all right, we're going to play 30 minutes, Georgia does not get to play offense. <laughs> Georgia might still beat every team in the country. <laughs> On a pick six? Yes. Their <laughs> defense might. Eh, we're not giving up any points. Over Thirty, <laughs> Not 60, just 30 minutes. Just Georgia's defense on the field, can you score against them? <laughs> tie goes to Georgia. That's the no, one. It would have to be yeah. Tie goes to you Georgia. You have to give 0-0 yeah. to Georgia because if they played nothing but defense. Right. They deserve to be credited. So, tie goes to Georgia, can you beat them? I think Georgia wins the national championship. <laughs> that would be hilarious. Cuz they've been that good. They've been they're so good defensively. It's it's absurd. Like they played Georgia Tech and it wasn't even like, "Oh, they're they have they even played a game this year where you're like, "Oh, they might get upset." Like Alabama just played one where it's like, all right, they need a 99 yard drive and then a triple overtime two point conversion to win. Like, as I don't think Georgia's had that game this year.
2: So, Georgia opened up four and a half, it got bet to six and a half right away. So, that I mean, a lot of money went to Georgia. They don't think it's going to be very close. They've
3: been so good this season. I mean, so good this year. It's ridiculous. And I think. The entire conversation we're having about who's going to be in it probably doesn't matter because Georgia wins the title by blowing everybody out this year is what happens. Coming up next, oh boy, chicken racing has arrived.
2: Bischoff's Briefs.
0: I'm afraid we need to use math. Bischoff's Briefs. I knew I should have checked your showboating globetrotter algebra.
2: Bischoff's Briefs.
0: Man, I thought you knew that algebra was all razzmatazz.
2: Bischoff's Briefs.
0: Yes, I see. Something involving that many big words could easily destabilize time itself.
3: I don't know why Jared hates segments when I talk about fake horses and fake chickens. It's hands well, down the best segments the horses, we do on the show.
2: The horses we talked a lot
3: about, but we haven't talked a lot about the chickens. So this is we've a good
2: talked a fair amount about are
0: the chickens. Here, yeah.
3: baby. So the Wednesday before Thanksgiving was the first day of chicken racing. Now it was like beta testing. So it happened Wednesday, and it hasn't happened since. You it didn't get a race yet we have been in races yes we were in the first ever chicken derby race Wow! we finished in seventh out of eight chickens okay uh we got screwed we had the best chicken uh we have a chart you were in the top one good for you we have a chart that tells us which chickens we think should be the best our chicken should have been the best in the first race and he finished in seventh out of eighth uh a little disappointing on that result but our other chicken we also haven't named our chickens yet so like our other chicken is Chicken2323, is, is who he is right now. Um, he raced twice yesterday, or on Wednesday, finished second in both races.
2: Wait, I thought you said this is just kind of testing. It is. Okay, so you're not, there's no money involved. Oh, we this won time. money. We won 13 bucks. Okay, so yeah. it's, it's real now.
3: It's real. But, like, it was the first round. The people that created it were basically like, hey. This is what it looks like. Here's this is the, what it is. We're doing fake chickens. We're racing fake chickens. We finally think we're ready to race them. Let's try it out. And they had 12 races on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. It must be very similar to horses. Yes, but it's more cartoonish and more, you know, fun, like goofy, I guess would be right. the way to phrase it. Like the horses is very like... A horse race. Looks professional. Correct. Like the horses are racing. I've seen this the horse is,
2: race. It looks very... The ch-
3: I'll show you a chicken race during the break. It's very sort of goofy and very, you know, whatever. Also, key, key note here, as you know, the fake chickens that were racing... They have like talents, right? Some will pull out a gun, some will just get bigger <laughs> and race God. down the track, right? Um, <laughs> pull out a gun. Yeah, yeah. Uh those are not a part of the game yet. They have not implemented the specialty. Shoot the talent. other chickens? Yeah, yeah. We'll find out how it actually works. But yeah, shoot that's the not other fair.
2: chickens. Get unless, up and run. The,
3: unless your chicken is the one with the gun. Right. But you know, some have guns. Some gun's not even like a good one. Gun is like a that's a pretty common one. Lots of chickens have guns. But, like, some of the good ones are, like, there's a there's a moving walkway that appears in your lane, and you just hit it and go like you're at the airport. Hey, again,
2: though, it goes back to money's involved here, yet are they deciding the ones that have the runways and the guns? And that seems yes. kind of unfair. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, it seems kind of unfair if you have a great chicken and you're going to win a lot of money, but the other one gets the runway just because someone who made up
3: this game decides, well, we're going to give it to that chicken. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be an algorithm that decides which chicken gets... It's special talent during the race, yes. But the idea here is just like any sport we talk about. When I mean, you I'm do a large enough sample is size. So. It is serious. We're gonna be rich off the <laughs> chickens. What are you talking about here? These are our NFT fake chickens. So we raced in. We got three races in. We raced three chickens out of the first first twelve races. I feel we were very fortunate to actually get into one race, let alone three. And one of our chickens did very well and finished second twice. And still doesn't have a name. No, he is chicken two, three, two, three. <laughs> have you given up on horses? No, uh, we have sold a lot of our horses. Uh, we have nine left. We actually yeah. haven't raced in a while because we were more worried about the chickens, uh, but we have nine horses left. Most of our nine good horses are left, uh, but no, we've not given up on the horses. We have ju- we've, you know, changed course. Breeding is not as profitable as it used to be. So we've given up on the <laughs> breeding side of our fake horses.
2: Jared's excited about all this. jared
3: is playing his nintendo switch is what's happening during this segment and he is not listening at all to our fake chickens and fake horses but yes our chickens were were we've taken off here's the thing though they got 12 races in they were trying to get as many as 30 in on wednesday and for whatever reason the 12th race just froze and never raced so they called it after 12 races and so they've got to go figure out what the hell happened there.
2: But it went very so well. This is testing. They yeah. they're just seeing Beta what testing. works and what doesn't work.
3: Yes, but it went very well. Like I like as far as the first round goes, worked extremely well. Like they just got to make some minor improvements, but worked very well. Like my my big complaint is that you can't see all the chickens in the screen. Can you lodge complaints if you want? Yeah, there's a yeah, there's a whole place to do that. But and they've already actually said they know this. But like so like the chickens race and the camera focuses on who's ever in first, right? So, like the way the races went, two or three chickens would often have a big lead on the other four or five chickens, and so you can't see half the field for the majority of the race, which is so. If you're in seventh, you're
2: right. It's not good.
3: You can you can see there's a little bar that shows you what position you're in, so you can see like if you move up or whatever, but you can't actually see your chicken. Did the beta testing have all the advantages? No, no, no. Did not have them. Yeah, those are those are coming later. Probably not till sometime next year, but those are coming later. Oh wow. Later yeah
2: right now it's just a straight race,
3: yeah. right now you just race. The chickens just race Now, again, it's goofier, so like the chickens will randomly like slow down <laughs> dramatically or speed up dramatically. But yeah, very good start to the chicken racing. Very excited. We have thirty seven. Is that the right number there? Still, yep, yeah, we have thirty seven chickens. You haven't started selling them we've done yeah, we've we've done a lot of flipping. We've bought and sold a lot of chickens. I told you that we bought one for three thousand dollars and flipped it for four thousand dollars, like ten days later. <laughs> It's a good, it was a good investment. Good flip there on that chicken. My so, goodness. Yeah, no, we've, we've, we've bought and sold a lot. Like I'm trying to look through here. How many of our original chickens do we have? Yeah, quite a few. But, yeah, we've, we've sold 12 chickens. Okay. So.
2: You've made yeah. money off your chickens so far, and there hasn't even been a real race?
3: Uh, let me see here. No. We are invested $2,500 right now. If, if it all chickens. disappeared tomorrow, we'd be out $2,500. Okay. Uh, but. For 37 chickens i feel i have a good. feeling this isn't disappearing no i don't think this is disappearing at all because like you know people because like me people have bought figures this. on this stuff yes and the people that are playing the game are like oh that's the other thing i forgot to tell you <laughs> all right so the way the chickens are broken down is they have a like a, a 90 to 100 rating and then there's four different bloodlines right and there's a good bloodline the second best right. third best fourth best so there was a 100 of the best bloodline a guy that had one got offered like a twenty-eight thousand dollars for it, and he said no. Turned it down. Turned down twenty-eight thousand. What do you think he had for paid for a chicken? Uh, well, if he got it from the original drop, he paid like five hundred dollars for it, if that. Probably not even that. Holding important. on to it, right? Because well, listen, if the chickens take off, like that, that could be one of the best chickens in the game, right? Potentially, and if the chickens become as popular as the horses are, that that chicken's gonna be worth worth way more than $28,000. But also if the chickens don't take off, he turned down $28,000 for a $500 for, investment for a fake chicken. Like <laughs> I will say if anybody offers $28,000 for one of my chickens, <laughs> we're selling it. you are selling it. We're selling it no doubt about it. So, I'm happy for you. I know you've waited a long time oh, for this. Very excited. I we don't have an update on when like the next round of racing is going to come. But Well, are you sure you're going to get in that one because you got in 3 this time. Why not? I don't know. I don't know half the, I don't know half the. I don't know half of what you're talking about. We should. I think we should get into it, Jared. We do not have to wrap up yet. We still have another minute I can kill here about the chickens, fake NFT chicken racing. It's gonna be great. Very excited. I'll show you a race. Anyone can sign up on this. Yeah, you got to buy a chicken. You got to have some cryptocurrency and buy a chicken. But yeah, it's not like it's closed. Anybody. Jared's very happy. How would you think that segment went, Jared? <laughs> Give us a Jared's grade. (laughs) Give us a grade. Me talking about my fake chickens gets a check minus. Hey, we passed. We made it out of kindergarten. Coming up next, Adam Hill. 28 penalties. I I really, I mean, I don't know what the hell you want me to say.
2: Here's the kick by Carlson. And Pollard fields it at the one. And here he comes, left to right, left turn at the 20. There's a block to the 30. Pollard left sideline, beats the kicker.
1: Pollard down the sideline. Pollard to the 10. Giving touchdown.
0: I mean, no one thought we were going to win this game. I mean, don't really blame you for how we played the last week. Paul. But we did. And you were wrong. So
3: that felt good because I love you.
2: It's the Press Box with Grady and Bischoff on ESPN, Las Vegas, 1100 AM and 100.9 FM.
3: Joining us now from the review journal and Cofield and company is Adam Hill. All right, Adam, all I was told by Ed to preview uh, why you were coming on today was 10 hour layover. So what the hell did you do to yourself?
1: Oh, well, first of all, I thought it it actually worked out really well. So unfortunately for Ed, it's not going to be the, you know, the crushing, you know, devastation that he might've hoped for. Yes. Uh, It worked out well for me.
2: Okay. How did it work out? Well,
1: well, I, I actually uh, have some friends in L.A. that I haven't seen in a long time, and I uh, got to catch up with them in the middle of the night. <laughs> what
2: was the genesis of ever having something where you had to push purchase on a 10-hour layover?
1: Well, it, it, so I wanted to go to—I have family in the Bay Area. I always go there for Thanksgiving. It's a it's a tradition, and I love it. And, I, I, you know, I'm very close to my family there, and I wanted to go up there. And uh, obviously I was working on Thanksgiving— Uh, in Dallas, so I said, you know, let me fly fly up there Friday. We'll have Thanksgiving on Friday. Everybody will push it back a day. It'll be great. And then we saw the fares from Dallas to the Bay Area on Friday, and it was preposterous in every single way. Uh, So I decided, you know what, let me try to fly Thursday night. The only way I could do that after the game of working was to schedule a – it was actually closer to an 11-hour layover uh, in L.A., which was (laughs) a nightmare on paper. Uh, but it actually worked out well. I I just stayed up all night. I saw some friends. They came to the airport. went out to a to a nice little diner. It was it was good. It was a good time. Now, the really funny part, Ed, uh, if you really want to start making fun of me, is how I got to the airport after the game because that yes. was a mess.
2: Well, you were, you had to get through with your your couple stories. I saw that, and you sure. rushed you rushed from the press box outside to outside AT and T, which is like. Ninety miles, uh, ninety miles uh, apart from anything um, in terms of how big AT&T Stadium is. You made your way, I think, to the ride service lot.
1: Yeah, I went out to the rideshare lot, and you know, I was like, "Oh, let me get a ride to the airport, and you know, see how much it's going to be." And it's like a thirteen-minute ride, so not bad at all. Fire up the uh, the old ride share apps and. The first one said we can pick you up in 37 minutes, and the fare is 174 dollars.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and obviously, I'm not charging that to work. I mean, this is you know this is my own thing of trying to get to the airport. So I'm like, yeah, oh, you know, I'm going to pay for this on my own. So I was like, yeah, that's not going to happen. And by the way, 37 minutes, I'm not going to get there in time. Right. I'm, like, I'm going I'm to miss the flight. So I, and 37 I, minutes, know, I they
2: would have canceled five times. By the way. <laughs>
1: Sure. I open up both. I open up both, you know, apps. Uh, I try both of the mainstream ones, and they're both about the same. So I said, you know what? Let me walk across the street to like the the bank that's o- that's over there. Uh, let me see about this. Let me check this one out, and maybe it'll be cheaper. Maybe there's like a stadium tax or something. So it was a little bit cheaper, uh, one hundred and forty dollars <laughs> from the bank, and uh, it was going to be like forty five minutes to pick me up. So I'm like, I have no chance. I have no chance of getting to the airport at this point. Like, it's not going to happen. I guess I'm going to miss my flight. I'll just book a new one for tomorrow. And so, some some random older guy uh, pulls up, and he's like, hey, are you trying to get a lift? And I said, yes. And he said, where are you going? I said, the airport. He's like, I'll drive you there for $50. <laughs> <laughs> so I had a decision to make. I didn't think there was any other option. And I was like, this guy could legitimately kill me Uh, or he can just drive me wherever he wants, like in the middle of nowhere and say, get out. There's no, there's no repercussions. Like, you know, if you have one of the apps, like it tells you where you go, this guy can just do whatever he wants. I don't know, but it's my only chance. So I jumped in and I went.
3: Good for you. And you didn't die.
1: I didn't die. He was great. Actually, uh, he, it turns out he has a good friend who's, who's on the Cowboys beat for the newspaper there. So, so I was like all right good i have somebody i can like reach out to if this guy you know tries to uh just try to screw me over and here's the the crazy part we get to the airport i actually gave him a pretty significant tip he gave it back he goes oh no we agreed to 50. wow yeah it was that nice is... it was a good it turned out well but it clearly could have gone the wrong way i mean that that it was very fortunate that that story turned out in a way that i could just tell it
3: all right. Ed, are you getting into the car with the random guy to get you to the airport in this situation? Probably.
2: If if he comes up and he says, and he probably knows the price, are you waiting for a lift? He actually probably knows what's going on with the prices, so I'm probably getting in the car.
3: That sounds like a serial killer did his homework. What are you talking about? I'm getting in the car <laughs> giving him 50 bucks, and,
2: and praying the whole way. <laughs> then if he says he knows a rider, then I'm like, all right, maybe you know what's going on here. I, I, I'm probably getting <sighs> in the car for 50
3: Uh Adam? I don't know. Ty- wait, Tyler, would you? No, absolutely not. What would you have done? Just missed the flight? Yeah, hundred percent. Really? Yeah. You wouldn't have paid the 175. I would have done that before I got in the car with the random person.
1: It wasn't but it wasn't even the one seventy five. It was like I might pay 175 and right. I'm probably not gonna make it. Right,
2: right. Yeah. Thirty seven minutes, I'm telling you, they would have canceled. Yeah. They're not coming to get you.
3: Yeah, I would yeah. have just I would have just missed the whole thing rather than get in the car with the random person. Are you kidding me? listen, <laughs> my girlfriend, if I told her, hey, I got a ride to the airport, this guy just picked me up at a <laughs> bank. No chance. Oh, she's freaking out. She's like calling the police ahead of time, saying my boyfriend's been
1: murdered. It was he was okay. Now I don't know if this is ageist. I don't know if this is appropriate. He was older. Like I feel like that was. You could have taken my... him without.
2: If he didn't have a Glock or something, you could have taken him. He was in Texas. He had a Glock.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. It is Texas. There's no <laughs> doubt. He had like three of them. Yeah, there's no true. doubt he did. Uh, yeah, I just felt like I felt like he was. I mean, he was probably. In his late 50s, early 60s, i was like, I think I can I mean, I handle it if he tries to, even if he's got a gun, right? I think I can knock it out of his hands. He's an older guy. It's a gun. All right. <laughs> You're not getting the chance
3: to knock it out of his yeah.
2: hands. Are the Raiders pretenders or contenders?
1: I mean, what is, okay, I'm going to say I'm gonna Contenders say for the AFC
2: West, not contenders for anything else.
1: Well, I mean, I, I don't think I think the Chiefs have the AFC West. I think I mean, I, I don't I don't know that anybody's going to be able to keep up with them down the stretch. Um, but are they can they make the playoffs? Yeah, I think they can. Um, but they're not going to be a contender. They're not going to win the AFC. I don't think. Uh, so I guess you're a pretender in that regard. And I just I just don't think they're very good. You know, I, I wrote the story last week about um, you know what happened to the Raiders and are they fixable? And I talked to a couple of people, you know, from. Uh, pro Football Focus, and from uh Football Outsiders, uh, Aaron Schatz, who uh, I think you know has really good numbers, and he was like, "Nothing happened to the Raiders when they were three and oh We had them as the twenty third best team in the league. <laughs> like that's just what they are. And you know, I-, I think that they're better than that on offense. They can, you know, at times they can be very efficient in the passing game and uh, move the ball, and then they can score points. And the defense has been good enough. Uh, we talked about that last year. If they just weren't the worst defense in the league, they'd be better." Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, they can, they can win games and we've seen how the NFL is now. Any, like any given Sunday cliche is never been more true than this year. Uh, so yeah, they can win some games on the stretch here and, and potentially make it. I just, I don't see it happening. Um, and I definitely don't see them really making much of an impact once the playoffs start, but you know, credit to them for getting off the mat. I, I didn't think that was going to happen. Uh, I thought it was going to completely spiral in the wrong direction and they showed signs of life.
3: So if the Raiders season gets into a car with a random person at a bank, you think they're getting <laughs> dropped off in the middle of nowhere with a gunshot wound to the leg?
1: I don't I don't even know if they'll get shot. I think they'll just get chopped off in a random field somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. <laughs> I, that was definitely the direction yeah. I thought we were going in.
3: Are you surprised at how wildly inconsistent Derek Carr has been this year?
1: <laughs> no. No. Um, I, I, listen, he, he's very, he's a very good player. This is kind of what I've been on him for a long time of, you know, he's a really good player. He's like the 10th to 12th best quarterback in the entire world, which is awesome, but it's just, it's not good enough to take this franchise where, you know, potentially it wants to go. And it's also too good to really, you know, make a decision and, and move on from it. It's, it's such a tough position that they're in and he's put them there. Um, but you know, I, I think that we've seen this from him. We've seen him be able to play at insane levels and and play very very well and move off it down the field and, and score points and you know have his offense look great. And then he has games like we've seen him have the last couple of weeks. Um, he can have those games. He's capable of them. We've seen it before, so I'm not I'm not surprised that we're seeing what we've seen from him for a long time. And we've we've seen him play at a high at a very high level more often. Than he has in the past, but uh, we've always seen those kind of down games, and we're seeing them again.
2: Okay, I assume you're going to say maybe if they made the playoffs and won a game, but we're not going to go there
1: yet. Is no, there... the answer is no. Okay. I already know what you're asking. They... No, the answer okay. is no. Okay,
2: if they if they if they fire Besacchia, do they completely okay. do they completely clean house and may gone, car gone?
1: Uh, so yeah, I thought about, I thought your question. What I was saying no to was I thought you were going to say does Besacchia have a chance to keep the job? Um, no, unless. Yeah, if they won the AFC, perhaps I guess they would keep him. Uh, but no, he's not going to keep the job. And I think a lot will be determined by what happens down the stretch here. I mean, if if this team does continue to rally like they did last Thursday, it, you have to look at some of the other people in the building and say, hey, they you know they held this together through adversity and they made some things work. So yeah, maybe. Um, but I, I just I feel like I feel like it's an opportunity to completely. You know, not start over, but com- you know, completely change the the complexion of the building, and I think that they want to do that. I think that after a season like this, you know, through some fault of their own and some through no fault of their own, I think anybody that's kind of attached to the last couple of years is is going to have a you know a, a you know a mark on them, and and I don't think that they you know I don't think that Mark Davis necessarily wants to have that be the case. I think he he if if this season ends the way that we kind of expect it to. Which is falling just short, I think that he'd want to kind of move on from everyone.
0: So, what you're saying is this will open up the opportunity for Lane Kiffin.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think that's your dream, sure. Um, You know, I I think that there's some really young, bright coordinator minds. No, okay. Um, I think that there's some really good minds out there. Uh, listen, all I want is for people to go for it on fourth downs. If you're at (laughs) midfield, don't ever punt on fourth down on, you know, fourth and three or less. Like, that'd be great. That's all. That's uh, we're not asking for much here. I think that would be nice.
0: Lane Kiffin's only 46
3: years old. He goes for it on fourth down too. (laughs)
1: Let's go. Let's include him in the (laughs) mix with with Joe Brady and Kellen Moore and guys like that. That'd be great.
3: All right. uh, One word answer. Best team in the AFC is. Oh, chiefs uh, 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 all right he's adam hill from the review journal and cofield and company adam i'm glad you're alive thank you buddy i, I wanted to say raven so bad but i didn't
2: <laughs> no don't say that say the Bengals. yeah Bengals. yeah thanks buddy what?
3: all right we teased it your best team in the afc in this hour is who have i picked before the Bengals and patriots the Jeez. patriots you're going Chiefs? i go Chiefs. All right. Best team in the AFC. Could be the Bengals. Could be the Patriots. Could, could be, be the Chiefs. Chiefs. If we did a five-hour show, may be the Colts. there'd be two more teams to add to that. All right. Here we go. We've got a pair of tickets to go see the Golden Knights take on the Dallas Stars on December 8th. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. We'll take caller number 9 at 702 702- 364 Three six 4, 1100, you'll win a pair of tickets to go see the Golden Knights take on the Stars. Roethlisberger in the shotgun for the first time today. Stomps the left foot, catches the snap, drops
2: back, now steps
0: up in the pocket, flings it toward the near side. Nice! Lines.
2: Picked off by Eli Apple, running up the near sideline to the Pittsburgh 30, 25, cuts back at the 20, Get in. 15, 10. Oh. He gets tackled at the 5. Huh. Big Ben's first pass, picked off by Eli Apple.
3: Live from the Finley
2: Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios, this is the Press
3: Box with Grainy and Bischoff. Congratulations to Rick. He won a pair of tickets to go see the Golden Knights and Stars next week. Hey, Dodger fan, how you feeling? Max Scherzer. Not good. And three years, $130 million. That's and $43 million a year with the New York Mets.
2: I might have paid it for him for the three years. 'cause I, I I worry more about years than money. I don't really care about money. Uh not feeling, your money. <laughs> not exactly. It's not my money. What do I care? Um feeling even worse that apparently Rangers, huge, huge run at Corey Seeger this morning. Uh oh. All these a lot of these guys are signing before the lockout. So they're they, we're going to get huge I mean, we've already had Simeon and these guys going, Scherzer and these guys going. So these guys are wanting to get
3: their money now before that happens. It's interesting that that is happening because most of what I read leading up to this was that the big dollar free agents would, would wait, wait yeah. and see w- if there was anything in the new CBA that they would want to you know, avoid in a contract or add to a contract. But we're getting a lot of people signing these. And again, the CBA, it's December 1st is the deadline here. So we've got a couple more days, a couple more you know, chances for teams to make these big deals, and it looks like Max Scherzer is going to be a Met, $143 million a year. I
2: I mean, again, three years... I never. It's I the, know Jared's right. It's not my money, but I ne- I always look at tur- I always look at the years and who the guy is, and then I say, oh, I think that's a good deal or bad deal.
0: I just I mean the good news is he's never going to be like tired or
3: fatigued in the postseason because right. he's, he's never going to dead arm because he, he'll never be in the postseason. Yeah, you're, he'll be fine. Forty three million is the most uh, a player will ever be paid for one season.
2: Mm, trying to think who's coming up.
3: Well,
0: I mean, also, we what's could Mike look- Trout make? We could look at inflation because, I mean, a million dollars in like 1973 might right. be like. <laughs> uh, also, I mean, wages haven't gone up very much.
2: Yeah. So, by the way, they're saying the Rangers, uh, he, it isn't done that. We were talking about the shortstops in the market, that Seeker's in the 240 range right now. So, how many years? That puts um, only to say eight how many years? years. Eight years. So, what's Altuve? Korea. Correa sorry, excuse me, Correa. So he wanted three. Or, you know, he turned down. Didn't he turn down three plus?
3: No, Correa hasn't he been offered three plus. Correa he was wants offered something like He that. wants ten, ten, three, 10 years, 300 million. Okay. So 30. Well, if Seeker's
2: in the mid twos, then maybe he'll get what he wants. That's I, what they're saying the Rangers are talking to him about.
3: I hope Seeker signs for eight and 240. The Astros might actually do that for Carlos Correa. <laughs> exactly. They might say, hey, just take that deal and stay home. <sighs> Baseball, hey, it's actually kind of fun off season. People are yeah, spending yeah. The stove money. is actually hot for people, once. They, maybe there used to be a threatened lockout every year. Maybe people will spend money and then they won't talk to each other and be like, oh, we might not have a season, but at least we spent money on Max Scherzer.
2: So it's new reports now: the Dodgers or the Rangers for Corey Seager. Oh, boy, they could lose him too. Seager, this isn't good. Lose Seager. Hey, and Scherzer. Scherzer. This is you not guys, good. Boy.
0: you had your run. You got yeah. one World Series out of it. It's time to, you know, it's time to acquiesce to, you know, the I was able to, uh, well, you know, was the able to buy the sweatshirt.
3: I do have the sweatshirt. Well, here's the thing, Jared. The Dodgers aren't going anywhere, and neither of these players are signing with teams that are going to be any good.
0: Well, that's... Uh,
3: okay. Who, who has signed with a team that we think is going to be good? Right, yeah. Yeah. So, like, sure, if you lose Corey Seager to the Rangers, like, he's going to annoy me as an Astros fan for the next however many years, but, like... The Rangers aren't going to the playoffs next Who year. Who signed Cole Calhoun? The Rangers. Why? Because the they're idiots. <laughs> they're dumb. They're doing this the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Mets, yeah, they got Starling Marte and Max Scherzer, Max Scherzer. Now, But, like, do we think the Mets are going to be good next year? I, I mean, I, they mean li- I never think they're going to be they're good. They're not in a good I, I division. Yeah. But, like, they blew
0: it this year. In order to find their GM, they had to Google who would work for the Mets. Do they have a manager? Oh, my God.
3: We're working <laughs> sports radio. I guess I'm on it. We've got don't have three one. minutes. <laughs> they haven't hired one, right?
2: I don't think they have.
3: They hired the GM. They hired the GM. So they don't have a manager. Okay. Not the manager super important in baseball, but you'd think you'd get one of those at some point. I guess you can hire a manager once the lockout happens.
2: The other news is the Rangers, if they don't get Seager – Trevor Story is willing to take significant less than Seager, so the Rangers are going to like kind of pivot and go get Trevor Story. Transition to Trevor Story. Transition to Trevor
3: Story. Third in the AL West, it's going to be a fascinating time for the Texas Rangers. What a nightmare! They're they're idiots. They're complete morons. But Uh, hey, they're spending money, which is fun.
0: Have the Twins and the Mariners like signed anybody? Because I kept hearing they're going to be big time players (laughs) this offseason, and I'm like. (laughs) Who?
3: the they? twins signed their own player, Byron Buxton. Oh, good. He'll uh, be, he'll be healthy two or three years, two or three games. You mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Byron. Yeah. They gave he, Byron Buxton. I think it was seven years, a hundred million, which actually isn't a ton of money, but Byron Buxton hasn't hit triple digits in a season. Maybe his entire career. Like when he plays, he's really yeah. good. The problem yeah. is you get
0: 42 games out of him a year. I, I met him one time and I went genuinely, you're one of the widest human beings I've ever met.
2: Yeah. You are right though. Um, 'Cause the new reports are saying he will sign he will sign today to Corey Seeger. It, it will be interesting on the C B A if they miss out on some stuff. But again, right, I don't know if I feel if he gets eight years for
3: two hundred and forty five million dollars, it's like he got eight years exactly. for two hundred forty five million dollars. Exactly. That and that's the interesting part is that all the reports ahead of time were that guys were going yes, the to wait because they wanted to wait for the CBA. But like you're saying... I mean, you're getting a fortune. If somebody's coming to me... I mean, like, Max Scherzer, 40-something right. notes. I don't if think I'll I, wait for the CBA. If I'm Max Scherzer... What's oh, he, 38? Yeah, and at 30, he'll be 38, 39, 40 for the three years on this deal with the Mets. You're telling me somebody's going to pay me the most that anyone's ever been paid yeah. for a single season? I don't need to wait. And right. I'm 40? All um, right, yeah. If I lose a million somehow because they do something stupid in the CBA, right. I'll live. I'll yeah. be You're fine. I'll be okay. You have to pay for all the minor leaguers, right. sir He's like, that's fine. I've got plenty of money to house them all. It'll be perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, Masher just
0: you. has like the worst thing. Just like, hold on, I gotta get a bunch of Airbnbs. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And yes, I 100% agree. If you're a free agent, you get offered the oh, big money right now. You take now. the money right now. You take it. And you're perfectly fine with $43 million, even if it's something is It's December 1st, music.
2: CBA. would be interested to see if Seeger signs if Correa is next. If they just, everyone just goes I haven't to heard anything money. about Correa. No, I haven't either.